Hey, 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 everybody. It's the middle of the week, and that means it's time for Sports Wednesday, the only sports podcast designed for the medium-level fan. Sports Wednesday. A little Everybody bit. I'm your host and big man on campus, Pete Brown. Joining me as always is basketball legend Matt Longley. Coach, are you there? I'm here. All right, good to hear your voice. And from the basement of Hake House, and undoubtedly wearing his Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguin sweater, is the maestro. That's figure skating fan extraordinaire, Brian Hake. Hake, how are you? Hey. <laughs> you doing okay? I'm doing good. <laughs> Yeah, nice work. Nice work on the jingle. I mean, I I think it's a work in progress. It'll evolve over time, but at least we got something going. It's got very minimalist. It's it's the key of E. It's the key good. of E. It's very rock and roll. That's nice. I, I was worried you were going to do a, a jingle for us in a minor key, and it was going to be kind of moody and dark. That could happen. Don't push it's me. Still good. Okay, still could happen. All right, let's get uh, right into it with today with Act One. We're talking about. Yesterday, the Cleveland Cavaliers played the Golden State Warriors for the second time this year. And for the second time this year, they lost the game. They kept it close through three quarters and really through three minutes of the fourth quarter. And then with about nine minutes left, uh, Golden State went on a run and they got up by about 10 and the Cavs just couldn't come back. Now, usually when they say a team got on a run, that, that means... You know, they were hustling on offense, they were playing tough D, they were getting turnovers and getting a lot of baskets in transition. And I would say none of that was true for Golden State. <laughs> Basically, Cleveland's shooting just went ice cold on a dime. They've been shooting 56% from the field up to that point, and then they went two for 14 uh, from nine minutes on in the fourth quarter. So we basically gave them the run. Um Let's see. Kevin Durant and LeBron James both had 32 points. Uh, let's start with you, Coach. What, what was your takeaway from this game? Uh, yeah, I watched when I was watching the game and like there was one scene that uh, basically highlights what this game was all about. And I think Isaiah Thomas had been on a switch and he had to guard Kevin Durant. So it looked like little itty bitty Isaiah Thomas getting back down by Kevin Durant and they tossed the ball into him and he just laid it in. I'm like that, that just showed how easy it was for golden state to, they were, they were just so much better. And like Cleveland was out there sleepwalking. Like, I don't think they played any defense. Yeah. I think that's, that's really it. I mean, uh, we, I mean, it, as long as we were trading baskets, the game was close, but as soon as we went cold, we have four guys who just don't play defense. I mean, there were times they were just standing around. They weren't moving their feet. And yeah, I mean, oh, no. I think this is the first time I've ever agreed with Shaquille O'Neal on anything, but he, he, you know, he said at halftime, the Cavs don't play defense. That's a problem. <laughs> it's kind of a problem. Just a little bit of a problem. It was, I mean, it was, I almost think the NBA told Cle or Golden State, keep it close for three quarters. We're going to have a big audience. <laughs> it's going to be a primetime game. Don't kick the crap out of them early, and then you can go ahead and do what you're supposed to do, which is be a far superior team. Yeah, well, that was our, our fifth straight loss to Golden State going back to last year's finals. Uh, they sweep the regular season series. Now, in 2016, Golden State also swept the regular season series, and we won the NBA championship that year. So, so that's a good sign then. Yeah, good sign. Hey, did you watch the game at all? I did not. So what were your thoughts? 
<laughs> you know, I, I agree with Shaquille. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. So Isaiah Thomas came back. He played about 28 minutes. Those were his first serious minutes um, of the season. Hey. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this guy, to be honest with you. He's he's good. He scored 19 points. Last year, he averaged 28 points, but he definitely was not in the flow of the offense. He got his points when basically he kept the ball, waited for an ISO, and tried to get in yeah. there. Yeah, and he was he was four for something from behind the arc, which I mean, and and he even said he's five games in. He said it's probably going to take me fifteen, maybe twenty games to to get back to where I was last year. Which I get it. I mean, I think he, he's only five games in, but it, it's it's hard for Cleveland fan not to hit the panic button. And for then when they they come out and say like all these reporters, did you hear about this when they talked to the the players anonymously, a lot of them said there's problems yeah. they don't know how to fix. I mean, that's bad. That's right. They're the saying, players are saying that. Yeah, it's an, an aging team. I mean, the announcers love talking about Cleveland being the oldest they team are. in the league. Yeah. They're defensively challenged, and then they have sort of a glut of, of um, role-play players. So uh, I don't know. So Charles Barkley, at half, or before the game, he did two startling things. Uh, the first was <laughs> – TNT was coming out of the the Memphis Grizzlies LA Lakers game, which was a god awful game to watch if you watched any of it. I then, caught like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so they said, "Okay, coming up is Cavs Warriors." And Charles Barkley says, "And I don't know. I think he didn't know that the mic was on." He says, "Yes, let's com- let's convince America this is an interesting game." <laughs> <laughs> And so when they asked him about it, he just came out and said it. The Cavs aren't going to win the East. Now they asked him who would win the East, and he said maybe Milwaukee. But uh, he's oh. probably the first person to say, look, we've been sort of crowning the Cavs of the East, but they're having a tough time. We just had a disastrous road trip. We lost seven of nine. We got spanked by Indiana, spanked by Toronto, Toronto. Spanked, spanked by Portland. So uh, all, all, all that being true, we're still in first place in the Central by a couple of games. So – I don't know if it's if it's time to panic or if the idea of somebody unseating us in the East um, probably deserves more consideration. I mean, I don't think it's time to panic, but I, I definitely think compared to the other years, I mean, Milwaukee and Toronto, um, they're going to give them a run. I mean, Toronto, they, they beat the crap out of them, but Toronto treats the Cleveland game like it's the Super Bowl because everybody wants to beat Cleveland. Yeah. But it's it, – the chances are now that another team could definitely beat them. I mean, after last night, it looks like a lot of teams could beat them. We might have a chance against them. Now, Milwaukee has a player coming back. I can't remember his name at the moment, but do, do you know who I'm talking about? For who? Milwaukee. Oh, they have a player coming back? Yeah. Um, we're, not, we're not the sports podcast for the medium fans is, for nothing. Uh, <laughs> is that, that Wilkie? <laughs> Is that Will Chamberlain that's coming back? Yeah, I think it is yes, Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Will Chamberlain's coming back to the – yes. No, so, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the guy that's coming back. I just know they have the Greek freak, and that's all they need. Nice job, Coach. You're the basketball legend, and yet it's our ice skating guy who, who knows that it's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Come on. Man. Here's that's the one good. thing I'll say about our defense. So Tristan Thompson is just coming back, right? And that's important, Wyatt. Kevin Love's been playing center. He's not a natural center. 
once Tristan Thompson's back, I think our defense improves and Kevin Love goes back to being a forward where I think he can be a lot more effective on both both sides of the ball. Yeah, but I also don't think Tristan Thompson Tristan Thompson's going to get traded. I, I think they're going to trade him. Um, he's going to go West Coast, even though a lot of people, I don't think it's a great move, but I think they're going to try to make a splash and they're going to go for DeAndre Jordan. They're going to end up trading Tristan Thompson. They'll throw another uh, expiring contract like um, Shumper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll, they'll dangle a pick and then they'll get DeAndre Jordan because they, they're going to assume he can play defense, but he really doesn't play a lot of, he blocks a lot of shots, but I don't know. I, I just feel like they're not going to stand pat. They're going to, they're going to go ahead and go for it, which makes sense because I mean, this is the time it's, it's now or never. Right. I mean, we're having a hard enough time finding our team chemistry with the players we have, though, right? Throwing yeah. on somebody. So uh, who knows? Maybe maybe they're just saving defense for the playoffs. I was going to say, maybe we could bring back Bogut and he could play a little bit longer than he did last time. You know, he just got released by the Lakers. He's, He's available. available. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to close this segment out. This is a new thing. So it's true, false. And I'm going to have both both you, Coach, and you, Maestro, answer this. So true or false, Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA today. You go first, Maestro. False. False. Who is it then, Maestro? Um, It's that new guy uh, with the crazy last name. Young guy. Oh, the Greek freak? No, no, not the Greek freak. Shoot. I don't know. I'll have to research it. I was just reading about him. Who's he play for? Lonzo Ball? No. uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Who's he play for? Um, one of those other teams. It's just like <laughs> just like solving a mystery every time. A mystery every time the maestro. Um, I'm gonna answer mm, right now, I think it's true. I just he's just so dominant. He's so tall and so good, and um it's I mean LeBron's fantastic, but boy, Durant just looks just effortless when he does it. He is. And, and when he shoots a three, I swear to God, he just reaches his hand out, out and, and drops it in the basket. Did you, and did you see last night, like, like Cleveland went up by seven and the crowd's going nuts and we had just hit a three and he yeah. comes down and Durant's like 26 feet out, drops. He's like, yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I'm yeah. like, God, you're good. Yeah. So who who is it that makes you hesitate from saying that he's, I mean, who who's right there like nipping at his heels, Russell Westbrook or. Yeah. I like Russell. I mean, I, I really, really, really do think um, the Greek freak is right behind him. I mean, I, as that, far as, yeah, I mean, let's say anybody not named LeBron. Um, so let's, it is let's the just, Greek freak that, that I was thinking of. That yeah. was yours. Yeah. So, but coach, to what extent are you saying that? Because I know you just like saying Greek freaks. So here's here's why I say that. Here's why I say it because he's he's six ten six eleven. What is Durant six ten six eleven? He's a matchup nightmare because not only can he take you inside and out, he can post you up. He can also shoot the three. So who's going to guard him? That's the problem with Durant. Last night they tried to put on LeBron, then they put on J.R. Smith, and he dominated all of them. So I mean, like if you put anybody on him, um, I mean. I think in the finals they tried to have Tristan Thompson. They tried everything, and the same. That's that's why Milwaukee 
scares Cleveland because they don't have anybody to guard him. If they put LeBron on him, he wears you. He wears out LeBron, and then LeBron's ineffective on the offensive end. That's why he's so good. And he's the Greek freak. Yeah, it's a it's a great nickname. Great nickname. Okay, uh, true, true or false? The Kyrie Irving trade worked out better for Boston. Mm, you asked that one before. Are we still waiting and see to see if Isaiah Thomas can come back? I do. I think you got it. Let's yeah. talk to me in twenty games. Let's okay. ask that, because I think he needs more time. Okay. Then last one to close out uh, Act One. Finish the sentence. If Dave Blatt was still coaching the Cavs, they would be the best team in the whole stinking league. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would play defense for Blatt. Because Blatt's all about defense. How about you, Hake? Um, they'd be in the U- European League. Nice. <laughs> yeah, playing defense. <laughs> With that weird key that's not quite a rectangle and not quite a triangle. Okay, that brings us to our first commercial break. Just a reminder that Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters. Hoopsters is the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. You've never played it because it's not on the market. Coach and I invented this game in 2003, and each week on Sports Wednesday, we're chronicling our efforts to get this to market. Uh, Coach, last week our takeaway was that we would get together and play the game, um, and we failed to do that. Yes, we did. Um, I think we need to make that a more concerted effort uh, to get that done this week. I think that can get done, but we need to get together and play it. Did you get yeah. that? The, the yeah. bit? No, no, it just got shipped today. So what coach is talking about. So I ordered a, a laser, a laser imprinted copy of the board on Oak and it's here and it looks great. It sort of proved out the idea of using laser engraving to create the game boards. Uh, but now we need a special drill bit, which cuts the little cups like on a Chinese checkers board. And it's actually called a cup cutter. Uh, and I ordered one in December. It was on back order. And today they just um, sent me an email that they're shipping it. So hopefully if that comes this week, we'll be able to try that out a little bit. I, I did read online. A lot of people who have this bit um, say it's very hard to control if you're holding <laughs> the drill. So... Okay. You know, so I—I I mean, I think it's a drill press kind of thing, and, I and think that's so just too. a new condition. Hey, do you have drill press? <laughs> I think I that's not. a yes. Oh. He really tunes out during the Hoopsters commercials. We got to get him playing the game so he can help us move this thing forward. Yes, hey, we're all—we're all about board games in this house. I know that. Okay, so- Okay, Act 2 is curveballs. You guys don't know what's coming up. Is that correct? I do not. I okay, do. and... I can't hit them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> here are the curveballs. First of all, I need to make sure neither of you have your phones out, or if you have them out, uh, they're face down. They're face down. I'm not going to... Okay. I don't trust so Hague, the first but... one. Okay, so the first segment here, uh, Coach Longley, is that we, uh, texting during the week... Uh, when when we realized that you you were struggling with your lock of the week yet again, uh, I texted and said, "If you gained 150 pounds, we could change your name from Matt Longley to Fat Wrongly." Right? That yes. was great, and that just unleashed 
a whole avalanche of puns from Hercules and myself um, about your name. So what I'm going to yes. do is I'm going to serve up some of the definitions and see if you can give back to me what the new name was. Ah, okay. All right. You ready? All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Damn it. And, and uh, Hake, if he misses it, then it'll go to you. Oh, okay. You're a jazz singer who doesn't use his words. Um, scat, scat, mongly. Close. Scat songly. Oh. Hey, I thought I was supposed to get it. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Point for both of you. You're so disappointed. All right. Okay. You're a foiled pot dealer. Is this me still? All right. Yep. Um, foiled pot dealer is going to be smack wrongly. Hake, wasn't this one of mine? It's it's an amalgam of two that we had. I've changed them up a little bit. Oh, what was it again? A foiled pot dealer. Hmm. Uh, smack bongly? Close. Drat bongly. Drat. Oh. Dang it. I was going to go with, with like a pot dealer and a fink, but I thought rat bongly was a little obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that brings us to my favorite one. Uh, you're a selfish porn star. <laughs> I know the, I know the, I know the second part is schlongly. So <laughs> that's I'm true. Say selfish. Um, <laughs> selfish would be stack schlongly. I know it's actually Brett schlongly. Brett schlongly. I knew the second part. <laughs> I thought I was going to get the second try. Uh, <laughs> These rules are all right, I'm giving this. Hell. This one goes to Hake. Okay. Go straight to Hake. <laughs> all right. A retired baseball player turned orchestra percussionist. Uh, can you repeat the question? A retired <laughs> baseball player turned orchestra percussionist. Bat Drumley? Oh, close. Bat Gongly. Oh. That was okay. Bad. All right, let's uh, let's go back to you, Coach. Okay. You're the new ki- you're the new king of the TV show Miami Inc. Oh, oh, Tat, Tat. Oh, King Tat Kongly. That's right. You got yeah! it. Tat Kongly. Yes. Okay. Hake, uh, you're a man who jumped off the Empire State Building. <laughs> and by the way, we're not trying to make light of suicide here, but this was not a at all. Hmm. I know this one. I think you wrote this one. I did. It was my one. It's my one that I think I, that was decent. I don't think I got that text. Mm. You sure? All right, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Matt. Splat. This is Splat Longley. Splat Flongley. Longley. Oh. oh, the flat. Oh. Okay, and and the last one, and this of course was my draw. The mic moment. I don't think I'd ever make a joke this good again. Oh, You're an so- unfairly fired NBA coach. 
Blatt. <laughs> Blatt. Oh, I can't get the Spongly. Blatt wrongly. Blatt wrongly. you were wrongly fired. Yes. God, that was so good. That really was good. I don't know if we'll be able to do this um, segment again because I think we really maxed out the puns there. I couldn't figure out if I couldn't figure out if Matt liked them or didn't like them because he went. Oh my god! Quiet. I loved them. Yeah, they were whenever the he's quiet, whenever he's quiet, I'm afraid he's he's put his phone away and he's I don't know. I always think never, I always think he's the the tap is flowing at Tall Sean's. That's usually what happens. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I forget his part of the neighborhood. That's right. Okay, hey, Clint, last week. Now this is your curveball. Last week. When we asked you to pick who would be in the NBA Finals, you chose Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, mm. which are two teams uh, that actually don't exist. No. But it got me interested to look in the history of those. And so what I've done here is I have a short list of uh, defunct or relocated NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the city and the years they played and see if you can guess the mascot. Ooh, I like okay. that. Um. By the way, so I know you picked Cincinnati last time and we both laughed because it's the Cincinnati Royals. I always thought they were called the Cincinnati Royals because Cincinnati calls itself the, the Queen City. But actually, yeah. they originated they originated in Rochester, where they're the Rochester Royals. Oh. Then Cincinnati. Then they moved to Kansas City and changed the name to Kansas City Kings, I assume, for onomatopoeia. Of course. And now they're in Sacramento. Okay, so we're going to start here. This team played in Chicago from 1961 to 1963. Oh, I'm supposed to guess? Yeah. It's not like multiple choice? No. You're supposed to guess the mascot. Oh, the mascot. Okay. Um, The Bears. Ooh, close. How about you, Longley? The Barons. Uh, Nope. So this this was a hard one. I probably shouldn't have let off with it. But I like from it. 1961 to 1963, Chicago's NBA team was called the Zephyrs. Oh, mm. and mighty they Zephyrs. Then moved to, yeah, they moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Bullets, who then became the Capital Bullets, who then became the Washington Bullets, featuring Manu Bull. Of course. And now they're today's Washington Wizards. So um, now here's here's what interested me about this team name. If you look up what it, you guys know what a zephyr is, zephyr is like a um, a blimp, isn't it? isn't it? Is it a blimp? I thought it was it's some sort of flying thing. Yeah, a contraption. Uh, hmm. Yeah. No, a zephyr is actually <laughs> a gentle trade wind. It's a, a type of wind. Um, so we were really close. Yeah. It it is also a type of uh, cotton fabric. With a gingham oh. pattern on it. So, so I think it's a weird name for a pro sports team. I mean, I don't know that there are Zephyr winds blowing through Chicago, but I think they're probably tying it to the Windy but, City thing. But that's not intimidating at all. That's weird. Not I, at all. I'm going to call it so, out. Excuse weird. me, I just Zephyred. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have one more Zephyr fun fact I'm going yes. to share. And, Please. And it's just because. There's so many Zephyr fun facts out there that I'm only going to do a few in each episode. But you might remember this, Matt. 
Uh, New Orleans had a triple-A baseball team called the New Orleans Zephyrs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you recall, Matt, when we played on the softball team, the Zap Jakes, we ordered the Zephyrs hats for our hats because they had a Z on them. I do remember that. And so I I looked it up today, and actually in 2017, the New Orleans Zephyrs renamed themselves. Can either of you guess what the new name was? And I'm going to just say, no, you're not going to get it. 2017, they were called the New Orleans... Gutter punks. Am I right? Yeah, not the gutter punks. <laughs> How about you, Hake? You got a guess? Um, the Blues Travelers. Ooh. Also a good guess. I'm, I'm just going to let you know in advance. I think this is the greatest name ever. Uh, oh, the wow. The New Orleans triple, AAA minor league team of the Miami Marlins is called the New Orleans Baby Cakes. Oh, <laughs> that's... I got to see what their hat looks like. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. It's like a baby head. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, well, let's move on here. A couple more cities. We're going to start. Providence, Rhode Island had a team from 1946 to 1949. Uh, I love their team name as well. Any guess on Providence, Rhode Island? Providence, Rhode Island. What, what, What year? 1946 to 49. A lot of these are from 1946, which was the NBA's first year, because there were a lot of teams that first year that folded in the subsequent years. Oh. Mm. And I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Uh, their nickname. Their nickname is also the name of something you can do in a tent. <laughs> Doing a what? In a in a tent. Uh, oh. <laughs> Um, the Rhode Island Dutch ovens. <laughs> no, you can't do that in a tent. Any guess there, Hank? Uh, the pitch. The what? The pitch. Not the pitch. They were the Providence Steamrollers. <laughs> the steamroll. Okay. In the sleeping bag. Can, steamroll. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got steamroller. you. All right. Okay. I got you. Well played. <laughs> All right, here's an easy one for you, Hake. Pittsburgh's team from 1946 to 1947. Um, we're talking basketball, right? That's right. Yeah, talking basketball. Why would this be easy? Because you're from Pittsburgh. Because you're from Pittsburgh. Oh, I got you. Um. Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh ketchup. That's, that would be a great name. That would be a great name. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Iron Man. Ah, oh, one season. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Man. But he, he keeps stealing our answers, Hake. He doesn't want both yeah. of us to answer. All right, all right, Longley. <laughs> Cleveland had a team in 1946 oh. and 1947. Any guess? I'm going to say the um, the Lake Monsters. Nope, it was the Cleveland Rebels. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Yeah, that and so cool. when they went to, to away games, the opposing fans would say, you rebel scum. <laughs> <laughs> All in sync, too. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Nice little Star Wars reference. Very good. Okay, uh, you guys haven't gotten any of these. Do you want to, I got two more. Do you want to go forward yes, with them? Yes, let's move it. Let's do it. I want to try it. I want to get one. Yep. Okay. St. Louis, 1946 to 1950. I think I know this. Or maybe I don't. 
Can I can I go first? Yep. They're not go the St. Louis it. Browns, are they? They are not the St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis Browns. Browns was a baseball team. That's why it's stuck in my head. That's right. It's your turn now, Maestro. Come on. Oh, the the arches. Ooh. Mm, nope. They were the St. Louis Bombers. Oh. Started with a B. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last one is Detroit's team, 1946. 19, Detroit's team. And the hint is uh, it, they share the same name as an NFL team that lost last weekend. Ooh, oh, the Saints. Okay, you're going with Not the, Saints. the Saints lost this weekend. You're talking the the weekend before. You're talking wild card weekend. Oh, no, no. I mean, the, this past weekend, divisional round weekend. Oh, that we just had. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's got to be. And it's not the Saints. Uh, ooh, is it's not the it's. Yeah, it's the um. Who else lost? The Titans. Titans. Close, but no, it was the Detroit Falcons. Oh, the Falcons. Oh, the only other. Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you, I love reading about defunct sports teams. I wish Wikipedia had a lot of these logos. They had a couple of them, but not all of them. And uh, I'd like to see the Cleveland Rebels. Names. Did they have the Rebel logo? They did not. I wasn't able to find no. it anyway. I want to see that. Let's find it. Let's make right, sure. That's, 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 what I was th- that's our goal. Let's get. Let's find that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay, so uh, to close out Act Two, I have this idea, and uh, this is just like an assignment for next week. And this is, as you guys know, uh, I think a lot of times when a team moves cities, they should always change their name. Uh, otherwise, it's, you end up with these weird things like the Utah Jazz or uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, right? right? Grizzlies made sense when you're in Vancouver. Jazz made sense when you're in New Orleans. So, Correct. For example, good like the Seattle Supersonics, they moved to Oklahoma City. They became the Thunder. I think that was good. That was a good move. Uh, yeah. The Houston Oilers, they were the Tennessee Oilers for a couple of years before their owner was like, this is dumb. <laughs> yes. And they became I've, the oh, Titans. I forgot so. if they did keep the name for a while. Yeah. So for next time in Act 2, I'm going to give you a team, and I want you to think of what their new name should be, and um, oh, right. come up with some some deta- details to sell it. Okay. Okay. So, so, uh, coach, you're going to take the Utah Jazz. Okay. I got it. Maestro, you're going to take the L.A. Lakers. All right. Because they were originally Minneapolis Lakers, and Minnesota's the land of Thousand Lakes. Uh, and then I will take the Memphis Grizzlies. So. In Act Two next week, we'll we'll pitch our new mascots for those three teams. I'm I'm in. I'm, wheels are already turning. You still awake there, Hake? I am. I'm. I didn't know about the Lakers. Oh, really? A, yeah. Yeah. They've probably been the Lakers a lot longer than they were the uh, the original. That's they right. Because uh, Minneapolis, 1951 to 1960, and that's when they moved to LA. We'll just be, we'll stay. I, I think like back then when they did this, they literally kept the names because they didn't want to order new uniforms. Uh, it's absolutely, yeah, they were cheap. Yeah. Okay, just a reminder, Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. If you'd like to stay uh, up to date on the development of Hoopsters, 
just go to hoopsters.store or sportswednesday.com and drop your email address in the form and then you will be on our mailing list and you will be in line to be some of the first people uh, to get hoopsters and thus far I'm not ashamed to say the mailing list has zero subscribers. So, yes, minor key. I'd love to get. I'd love to get at least ten or fifteen because I think this first production run is going to be pretty bespoke. We're going to have to do it all by hand. Oh, it'll be worth a lot too because it's going to be. Okay. It'll be unique. Okay, so <laughs> you just use the word bespoke. That's nice. That is yeah, nice. Thank you. Yes. All right, moving on to Act 3, much to the coach's chagrin. Mm. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, so last week, and and nobody saw this coming, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 45-42. to And there was just, there was nothing from their inspiring 10-3 to win over Buffalo in the wildcard round that prepared (laughs) us to to think that they're going to come into Pittsburgh and hang 45 on the Steelers. you know, the last three minutes, actually, Pittsburgh had a good chance to come back. They made some some bad choices. Mike Tomlin, with about three minutes left, Pittsburgh scored. There were two touchdowns down. They scored a touchdown, and they tried to go for an onside kick. That was bad. Uh, yeah, right, instead of kicking away and giving it to your defense. So um, Jacksonville got it. They moved about 20 yards and then kicked what would be the game-winning field goal. And then also heading towards a two-minute warning, they had two timeouts left, and they chose to uh, take one, and then it was at 2.18, and they let it run down to two minutes. They didn't take that last one. Now, I suppose they were trying to save it for a field goal or something, but they need, they ended up losing 18 seconds that they really needed at the end of that game. Yeah, they they, they looked um... – the, the the time management and, and the way that their defense, I mean, like Jacksonville, they just came in. It was so obvious which team was more inspired. Like I felt like Pittsburgh was just limping in. They they looked like the Cavs. They looked old and they didn't play any defense. <laughs> I mean, they just didn't yeah. look great at all. Did you watch this game, Hake? I did. I watched the second half and um, I was surprised. I mean, I thought Ben played great. Oh, he played awesome. Um, I thought his tight end kept dropping passes, but I, I thought that um, I thought that I was surprised that a Florida team would come into freezing cold Pittsburgh and outplay them. It was it was pretty shocking. That Fournette is good. Yeah, he's good. And you know, Jacksonville seemed like they had a plan. They had a game plan, and it was working. And the defense could not stop them. No, that means you're right about um, uh, Ben. Ben played great. I mean, Ben put up what they had 35 points and he was part of almost all of it, but their defense, anytime they need to stop, like even at the end when they were, uh, they got that horrible onside kick, they had to hold them and they just gave away another, you know, enough yards for them to make a, a field goal. It just didn't, <laughs> that was shocking. Yeah. Can you imagine scoring two touchdowns? You're two touchdowns down and you score two touchdowns in the last three minutes of the game and you still lose. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's not your turn. Well, and just just a reminder, Ben Roethlisberger uh, went to Miami University in the MAC, and that's why he has the nickname to this day of Stinky Stinky Poopy. Yes, oh. I have a jersey with that on the back. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, a lot of times teams in the divisional round that get that first week by, they they, I think it does them a disservice. Right? It's like they're not up to the speed of the game, and they're not 
coming in with any momentum. Usually it's Cincinnati and Kansas City that that lose yes. like this and it's not yes. Pittsburgh. But right, but but that was a very Kansas City or Cincinnati like performance by the Steelers. Oh yeah. Um, I mean New England never seems Well that's New England never seems to lose. No yeah. but they're in a different plane. Yeah, that's true. And and so the Pats beat the Tennessee Titans easily. 35 to 14 covered the 13 and a half points. So that was my lock of the week. I got that. Um, all right, let's talk Eagles Falcons because Maestro, you picked this. Nobody was picking the Eagles. They were underdogs at home. Uh, last time, both the coach and I were like, Falcons are got it together. They're making another run. Uh, and, and they did not. The Eagles held them 15 to 10 at home. Uh, a last minute goal line stand against the Falcons in that too. Eagles defense looked good. Their D's been solid all season. Yeah, and, and Foles did just enough to win. And the Falcons, that was another team that, like you were talking about, Ben's um, tight end dropping passes. Like, I don't know if you saw the last play. Like, Julio Jones, when's the next time you're going to see him have a pass go right through his hands? Yeah. I mean, yeah. In his defense, he had been thrown to the ground. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? It's hard enough to make that catch, but if you get thrown to the ground, then you get up. Oh, yeah. You know, I, yeah. So, and, and today I was reading that, like the Eagles defense, they're coming out on that fourth down and they all know it's a rollout to Julio Jones. They're like, they have like seven defenders over there. So, you know, really terrible play calling by the Correct. Fans. Let's, let's, let's throw a little bit of a wrinkle. Yeah. And then... The last game, which I know the coach wants to talk about, he's super excited. He had picked the Saints uh, to win the Super Bowl this year, but for sure to beat the Vikings in Minnesota. And uh, for a lot of the game, the Saints were down, but then Drew Brees just brought them back. And, uh, I, you know, I made a note. I was watching, you know, it was fourth down and 13 as the game was running down and and Brees – or fourth and 10, and Brees had a 13-yard pass. And I was like – he just has ice in his veins. Like he did not panic at all. Um, got them down for the go-ahead field goal. And then Minnesota has about 30 seconds left. No timeouts. No timeouts. They get the fourth and long. All they have to do is stop them on this play. And it's an out pattern. <laughs> and who was it? Marcus Williams? Yes. So um, Griggs goes up, catches the ball, and and – I mean, he could have let him catch it and just tackled him, but he, he, you know, he went in there with his shoulders to try and cut out from under him and he whiffed. Yeah. And that whiff, you know, and he whiffed so bad. And so Griggs ran unimpeded to the end zone. Minnesota wins the game. That's super exciting. Not only though do they win the game, the Saints then are not covering the spread. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. A double F you to the coach who is now 0 3 on locks of the week. I mean, any thoughts? <laughs> well, not not only did he not only did he whiff on the tackle, he knocked the he other took guy out his own guy. Yep. So, oh, so bad. I gotta say, I mean, I, I'm not a I'm not a defensive genius here. I mean, I was a defensive coordinator for a seventh grade football <laughs> team, but when it's fourth and thirteen and you've got all that space, why are they not got like six guys playing center field, basically standing on the goal line, say, "Go ahead and catch it," but you're not getting past me. Yeah, I mean, I get Marcus whiffing. He tried. God bless him. He's 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 going to be a highlight for all the wrong reasons for the rest of his life. 
Mm. Yeah, that's true. And uh, he didn't, I mean, he killed me. I didn't cover the spread. I, I blame him. Well, and he also had an important interception earlier in the game. Oh, he's that kept them. That's the sad thing. He's a good ball player. And it's sad mm-hmm. that that one play might define him, but that's just the way sports is. It's cruel. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's the new Scott Norwood in my book. <laughs> well, Minnesota's Minnesota's got to win the Super Bowl for that play to live. live um, on. Yeah. But they did. They were showing like Minnesota's heartbreaking losses over the years, the missed field goals against Seattle, I think in 2015 in 1998. Yes. Um, missed field goal. Right. Yeah, they've so, had some heartbreaks. They they have. And and the other thing that I would say about this game is I did not know that the Vikings had a giant Viking horn in the stadium that they blow on kickoffs and, and good plays. And I just thought that was awesome. That is awesome. I didn't know that. It's huge. It's like a guy stands there. It's probably eight feet long and six feet high. So he's really blowing it? It's not like an electronic thing? My guess is it's probably okay. electronic. All right. They make it look like he's blowing it. Well, that, that, that's cool. Okay, anything else on, on last week's games? I I'll, Was that all of them? That's it? Yeah, that was all of them. Yeah, the Patriots. Now we're down. I mean, that was whatever. Patriots. Yeah, there's not much to say, no. right? They they came they came there. They took care of business. They destroyed them. So so who are we picking? All right, well, so we've got now we're coming up. So first of all, our locks of the week have to come from AFC or NFC championship games. Uh, Longley, you have first pick. Uh, I have second pick. Hake, you have third pick. Okay. So I noticed the rules. And, like, oh, go ahead and talk. I'm. I keep. Okay. I was saying. Jack, do we need? No, you go ahead and talk. Slip. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to all pick different teams or can we pick yes. the same team? Oh, we all do. Okay. I th- I thought, I thought today I was like, well, we could all pick whatever we want, but I thought, no, let's, as long as more than we're picking more than, than two games, okay. it should be. Exclusive. All right. So, okay. So, so like next time we'll probably do the super bowl and, and that we can just pick the same team if we need to. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, what's the line on? Um, yeah. So we've got. Let's start with Jacksonville at New England. Jacksonville Jaguars are Jaguar. from Florida, apparently, and New England is a nine-point favorite. Okay. And then what is the? Uh, and then Minnesota at Philadelphia. This is the battle of the backup quarterbacks. I thought of that today. It's like it's like battle of the bastards yes. from Game of Thrones. Right, Case Keenum versus Nick Foles. It doesn't get much better than that. Bastards. Yes, Keenum and Foles. And again, and again to just insult Philadelphia, again they are underdogs at home, uh, three and a half points. Ooh. So two weeks in a row, Philadelphia, the highest seed in the NFC, has been a three and a half point underdog. All right, so your lock of the week, Coach. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – Brady. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. Giving up nine. Go with the Patriots minus nine. That's a pretty good line, honestly. Even when I took them with 13 and a half last week, that always scares me because you can beat a team by, you know, seven or yeah. 10 in, even though you've dominated them the whole yeah, game. 13's dangerous, but, but for them, no. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Hake, you're the next pick. What do you got? I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with Philadelphia. All right, sticking with the Eagles at home. Well, that leaves me with Minnesota or Jacksonville. I'm going to just go ahead with Minnesota and, and give up the three and a half points and, and cross my fingers that uh, lightning strikes twice for the Vikings. 
course mm, it will. That's a good pick. Yeah. So our locks of the week, uh, we are currently, Hake is in first place. He is one for one. I am in second. I am one for three. And the coach, uh, oh, for three. And, and just a reminder, coach, a lock of the week means it's the team you 100% think is going to win and cover the spread. Uh, that was my mistake. I thought it was pick the team yeah. you yeah. think is going to lose and not cover. I'm good at that. That's I'm right. really good. Okay, so we get to move on to trivia. I'm excited about this. Uh, I asked you guys to bring an NFL or NBA trivia question, and I'll just review our records right now. I'm two for four in trivia. Matt is two for four, and Hake is one for two. Mm. Who, who wants to go first? Hake? All I'll right, go, go first. first. All right. This NBA, actually. Mm. So my brother and I were texting about uh, NHL, actually, and he was saying how the Penguins started the season tired because they had played so many playoff games. And I was thinking about LeBron and all the NBA, all the uh, post-game play he's played over the years. Do you guys know how many games he's played in his career? Uh, playoff games? Okay. Do we have to hit the spot on or can no, we be no. like within five? Let's go. I'll give you even within within ten. Okay. Um. Well, he's been to the finals the last seven years. We know that. Yep. And then there are, let's see. Are you doing math? Yeah, we are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 120. I'm going to go, he has played 141. So Pete says 120, Matt says 141. You guys are not even close. Really? <laughs> oh, no. He has played in 217 Jeez. playoff games in his career. Whoa. That, That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's, That's like two extra seasons. Yeah, two and a half seasons. That's crazy. So part B of this yeah, trivia is uh, who's who's played the most playoff games? Of all time? Of all time. Uh, I'm going to say I'm right. gonna say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say um, – I'm going to say, yeah, that's a good pick, Longley. No, I'm going I'm to say Bob Cousy. Ooh, the Coos. <laughs> Derek Fisher. What? What? 259 playoff games. The Fish. The Fish. Derek, who did he play for? He played for everybody. He played for the Lakers for years, and then he ended up playing yeah. for the Grizzlies. I th- He's played for a lot of teams. And Was that... He's probably one of those guys that gets picked up for the. He does. He's he was a midseason pickup three or four times at least because he could shoot the three. That was awesome. Any trivia question, even if we miss it, but we're both like, "What?" That's good. That's an awesome. That's really good. Derek Fisher. Wow, his name's right up there with LeBron. Okay, uh, Matt. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so mine's a little bit of both football and baseball or basketball. So the Patriots are the. NFL leader with Super Bowl appearances. They have nine, which is most in league history. And obviously they're going for 10. What team in the NBA also has nine appearances? In the yes, finals? in the finals. Which, ironically, they have the same exact record in the finals as the Patriots, which is five and four. Is that the Lakers? Hake? I was going to say San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. That is incorrect. Uh, it is actually Golden State. Because prior to them, they were the Warriors, but they were in Philadelphia. They have two finals appearances oh, then. Yeah. 
and uh, which also is their ninth appearance. So they're going for their 10th as well. So Golden State, nine appearances. Wow. That's a good one too. Yeah. Philadelphia yeah. Warriors. And then I think they were the San Francisco Correct. Warriors. Yes. They, they went, moved down. Yeah. And then which, when they moved to Oakland. A little side note. Game, so. I saw, and this is real quick. I saw the Golden State Warriors or the Warriors play with Rick Barry and they played against the Cavs back in the year after the, the year after Golden State had won the finals for the first time with Rick Barry. Cause I lived in San Francisco or lived just outside of San Francisco in uh, Salinas. How old oh, I was you? young, six. But my dad took us to a game. So I can say. Who did they beat in that final? Oh, the, the Golden State beat. Uh, that's a great question. I, I don't know. See, see, see if you can find it while, while I ask right. uh, another question. Go. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm coming with a basketball question. Watching the Cavs, they're, they're in my head. Three Cavaliers have played on um, the U.S. men's national team. Right, so it's 1992 when NBA players were allowed to be in, in on the men's national team in the Olympics and World Championship. Uh, LeBron James, we know, played in 2004-2008 Olympic teams. Name one of the other two players. Uh, in the Olympics? Uh, on the men's national team. Oh, I'm going to say it's Kyrie Irving is one of them. Kyrie Irving. And then... Um... Uh, I'm going to say Brad Doherty is the other one. Hey, can you guess I mean, Kyrie is the only one I would even know, honestly. Yeah. No, other, you guys- other than Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, so um, Mark Price was on Dream Team 2. Ooh. 1994 World Championship team. And uh, the other one, the only other Cav that's been on the U.S. Men's National Team while he was a Cavalier uh, is Andre Miller, oh. who was on the 2001 team. And uh, we traded him to the Clippers in 2002, I think. Yes, we did. So, wow, that's interesting. Uh, okay. So here's the bonus question. I love doing a bonus. I love the too. bonus. Mark Price is currently a head coach in college. Where? Oh. God, I just. Duquesne? I just saw this. Hey, going with the, the, Duquesne, the Dukes. Dukes. Uh, gosh. I, I want to go. Uh, it's Tulane. Uh, I, I I can't say either of you are close, right? Geographically, you're we're not. not. Uh, it's UNC Charlotte. Oh. Head coach of UNC Charlotte. They are the 49 Yes. Yeah. And uh, and his record is not very good. He's something like thirteen and thirty-five yeah. at the moment. He's, I think he's too nice. Um, Golden yeah. State beat the Bullets, um, uh, and the coach was the Casey Jones at that time for uh, the Bullets. Yeah, and that's when the Bullets had like Wes Unsell. Yes, yeah, they were not. They yeah. were they were not favored. Golden State won it, and they were not favored. Okay, it's time for last take, fast take. This is where uh, we can each end on a, a fast take on anything we want in the world of sports. I will say, uh, Maestro, you shocked us all last week when you yours was about figure skating. So I can't wait to hear what you got this week. Do I get to go first? Yes. You sure do. Ooh. You know, I, I think it's a great story. Uh, Winter Olympics are coming up, and I don't know if you guys saw or read or heard uh, that Sean White, you know, this famous yeah. snowboarder. Mm-hmm. 
he hit a perfect 10 in his in his ride to get in the Olympics. I thought that was pretty awesome. And did, did, did he you had get... to get he had to get a 10 to get in and he'd hit it. It was like this perfect run. Yeah, he's Did you see it? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I didn't watch it live, but I saw saw it on uh, I think it was on ESPN actually. Yeah, and he's coming back from cool a, a horrible he's coming back from a horrible injury where they keep like two two injuries yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was oh, no, I didn't Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I didn't see it, but I I can bet dollars to donuts that the announcer was using the word stoked as he <laughs> described it. <laughs> Well, that, that kind of leads right into my final take because I was going to talk about the Winter Olympics too. I am a total Winter Olympics guy more than the summer. I, I just find it much more interesting. The events in winter are like these weird like sports that you don't get to see all the time. And they're like, it's so much more fun. Like the, the Summer Olympics are, are what they are. It's all about swimming and gymnastics and all that stuff. But winter, I mean some event is going to get you and everybody's going to be talking about it and then everybody will want to watch it which oh, i know I, like the bobsled i get sucked I into the bobsledding like, there's a skeleton the guys ride like crazy fast with their heads in front of their of the the sled that's crazy i love the winter olympics i do i love those sledding what's your favorite event for me it's the downhill the snowboard slot have you seen the slalom where they just fly down a hill like all of them take off at the same time Yes. I think it's, that yeah. is the coolest event. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I could do that without throwing elbows. I mean, that would be my key to victory. <laughs> <laughs> Probably against oh. the rules. I love the sliding events, too. I love bobsled. I love a skeleton sled. Uh, I would say my new favorite event is the, the speed skating where they all take off at the now, same that's awesome time. That's awesome, too. See? Look at this. Yeah. Look I how mean, many awesome events there are. Yeah. Yeah, and I do want to um, put out a correction from last week for our 30 listeners where uh, I said that barrel jumping had been an Olympic event. Uh, it turns out that was not true. Uh, it was its own world championship event, and they tried to get it in the Olympics, uh, but the Olympian, the, the Olympics people, what are they called? The committee? They said they no. Said. Yeah. But I did watch a clip of it on YouTube, and it was fantastic. I'll tweet it out this week. Awesome. Okay, so my last take, fast take, is this. I liked watching the Eagles-Falcons game because it was played on natural grass. And I understand that we have this turf, and it's it's safer, and it's got the little rubber balls in it. Um, but it just feels so much like, you know, the plasticization of America, that we're just, we make everything plastic and package it for consumption. And, and just seeing that natural turf, even though it was a freezing cold day, uh, I don't know. I just I just love watching football on real grass. I'm 100% yeah, with you, Pete. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you guys probably both know Boise State has the Smurf turf in their, in their stadium, the Correct. blue turf. Yep. One college has gray turf. Can you guess who it is? Gray turf? God, that seems like something. I'll give you a hint. It seems like Kansas State should be gray. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Um, it's a MAC team. Oh, it's got to be Central Michigan. I was going to say Buffalo. It's uh, Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Oh. The Eagles. Now, uh, when we were in college, they were... They were something else. The, the Hurons. Yes. 
uh, and then they change to the Eagles, and, and now they have a great gray turf. Because I always probably, connect gray probably, with, with Eagles, yes. They're big recruiting. Yes, point, we have right? a great. They said a high school prospect, come to Eastern Michigan. Okay, what's your record been? You know, what's the program like? We, we have, have great overcast turf. turf. I think it was Boise State's first, the first pass at the blue turf, and uh, it was gray. Yeah, it's just faded. Yeah, over they time. got it on special. It was. It was a special deal. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys. So for our uh, weekly twenty-minute podcast, we're at fifty-five minutes this week, so we're running a little bit over. The important thing is that we're having fun. <laughs> we're learning how to do it. Yes. Um, I. I what do you guys think? I like that second act where you don't know what's coming I at you, that. and it's just something random. Good what stuff. about you? Yeah, I like yeah. It. Okay. So, so for next week, uh, Coach, we're going to hopefully, we're going to play Hoopsters. We're going to get uh, Hake involved. If that drill bit comes, I'll finish the board. And Hake, you're going to keep keep working on that um, jingle. Sports Wednesday. Right. Can, you do, can you do it one last Please. time for us to close it out? Sports Wednesday. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Sports Wednesday is a product of Blue Monkey Communication and is produced by me, Pete Brown, Brian Hake, and Matt Longley. Some music and sound effects in today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Please see the show notes for full details. I'm Pete Brown saying, good times, everybody. Good times.